Hi guys, welcome to Resilient You, a podcast where we share stories of overcoming, self-growth, and finding our way through struggles big and small. I'm your host, Annie Blade, a Michigan native girl with big dreams who wants to help you uncover yours. Stay tuned for the episode. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Resilient You. I know it's been a whole freaking minute since I've podcasted. Let me tell you about my past month. As you know, as of my last podcast episode, I was in Florida visiting my beautiful friend McKenna. I had a wonderful time. And four days after I got back from that trip, I went to Seattle and Portland with my boyfriend. After that, I went back to Michigan, I think last week now, and life's been busy. But that's not really completely why I took a month-long break. It's also because I felt like I was getting to a point with my podcast where I was feeling a little bit uninspired, going through a few things personally, dealing with maybe a little bit of imposter syndrome, or feeling like I wasn't bringing enough value to the podcasts, and it got me in a headspace where when I was thinking about going to record a new podcast, I wasn't really happy about it anymore, and that just signaled to me that it was much due time to take a break. So I did. And if you're listening right now, I just want to say thank you for giving me that time and for tuning back in for my next episode. I had an amazing, amazing, amazing time traveling. I feel extremely rejuvenated and it almost makes me feel more prepared for the next steps in my life because who knows, maybe I won't live in Colorado forever. And I was getting very stuck in the day-to-day, my routines that weren't really changing, feeling uninspired, and just taking some time to step out of that daily routine and get some outside perspective, inspiration, experience new things is always so fundamentally changing to my mindset. So I'm back. I feel better, and hopefully I can be a better host, a better podcaster, and I have a bunch to talk about. Today, I want to talk about getting too comfortable. Now, I haven't really written out any bullet points for this episode. I'm just going to freestyle here. So, here we go. Getting too comfortable means when you're stuck in your ways and you get to a point where you're actually holding yourself back because... Comfort is keeping you from taking steps forward. So for me, this applies to the job I've been working the past six months. Now, before I got this job, I was interviewing for marketing positions, and I still have been. You guys know I applied and got really close to getting a job a few months ago in the field that I want to go into, but I didn't end up getting it. But anyways, the job I'm working now, when I decided to work there, it was very much okay. This is what is going to get me through this, like, financial time in my life where I just need to figure out how to pay rent until I figure out the next step in my career. So that is why I'm working the job that I work right now. However, it's gotten to the point where I feel more comfortable, or I have felt 
more comfortable complaining about my current situation rather than taking action to changing it. And this is exactly what getting too comfortable means. So I was comfortable enough to the point where essentially, even though I was complaining, I was I was satisfied to a degree with where I am. I was comfortable in my complaining about not being in a newer, better situation rather than taking the steps, taking the same energy that it takes me to complain, to take the steps to get me to the next place. I was just listening to an episode of the Stoic Coffee Break, which my boyfriend recommended to me, and I have been binging episodes, but in one of them he talked about things that we can control and things that we cannot control. Also, I'll look, I'll link that podcast in the description for you if you want to take a listen. And I really wasn't thinking about my life in terms of things I can versus I can't control. I think I was really in this victim mentality where I felt like everything was happening to me and I felt forced to work this job and forced into my situation and I think I'd I'd been mentally beating myself up for quite a while for not moving on to a new job. So it got to the point where I was applying less and less and less. And getting honestly sadder and sadder. And finally, not really sad, but just like ugh, feeling blah about my work and what I woke up to do every day. So <laughs> I took a step of faith. I put in my two weeks. And no, I don't know what's next. But I'm happily surrounded by people who believe in me and believe in my vision for myself even though I may not have the evidence that like a hater would need to see to see that I'm going to do well in the future. I'm lucky to be surrounded by people who see my potential and support me in this move of faith forward even though I can't see the outcome yet. I felt inside that I was getting too comfortable and It's time to move on and make space for what is next for me and that I don't have to feel beaten down by the unknown and what I can't control. I can't control if someone gives me a job. I can't, you know, control the actions of others, but I can be faithful in doing my best to make money the way that I want to make money and live life the way I want to make life. And keep applying to jobs in the meantime and create my own job. We don't have to work for other people. We don't have to buy into this, you know, way of life that society teaches us from a very young age. I'm also reading The Four Agreements, which I stole from my boyfriend. Thanks, Jack. (laughs) And the author in this talks about the dream of the world I'll explain a little bit what this means, but that book is so good. Also, link that in the description for you, uh, the show notes, as you will. And uh, yeah, so basically, the author Miguel is talking about how, from when we're a baby, we're taught how to behave, what is good, what is bad, what we should do, what we shouldn't do, how should we, how we should talk, what we should believe in, like religion. Or if our parents are atheists, nothing, you know, uh, morals maybe in that case instead. And we're basically taught how to human. And we don't have very much say in 
what dreams we choose for ourselves, and that's why so many of us find ourselves blindly going through school and living out society's dream, getting a corporate job, blah, blah, blah. You know what? Maybe that is your dream. Maybe that does resonate with you. But for some of us, we don't feel that way, yet we feel this inner critic, and in the book he says, the victim and the judge, where we're basically comparing ourselves against the quote-unquote perfect version of ourselves which we formulate through what we're taught as a child so there's this judge in our head saying oh you didn't work hard enough today that's bad and then there's this other part of your brain called the victim where you are taking that heat from the judge and you're the one getting hit basically So the one getting judged and critiqued. And so there's this part of you that's criticizing yourself and another part that's receiving the criticism and it's not good for you. (laughs) And he says in the book that we have this book of laws that's created from what our parents, society, et cetera, taught us. And that's what we compare ourselves against the perfect self that we imagine that is out there. But obviously we can never be perfect. So we're always hurting ourselves, comparing ourselves against this imaginary book of morals in our head so anyways we're comparing ourselves against quote-unquote the dream of the world and we can get really comfortable in that dream we can get comfortable living our lives the way that society tells us to or like me with my job that I just quit you can kind of curl too much into that societal dream of working for others and then on a lower like vibration feel that it's not for you and be a little bit miserable in it yet get comfortable being miserable in it and that makes no sense and I was putting all my energy like I already said into complaining and eventually I mentally beat myself with this judge and inner critic and victim into a place where I was barely applying for jobs at all. (laughs) And that's not good. And that's why I want to about, wow, can't speak. And that's why I want to talk about getting too comfortable today. I want you to ask yourself, is there any part of your life where you feel too comfortable? It might, you know, it's usually something that we don't like, but we're a little too scared to leave because we're buying into either a societal dream or telling ourselves we don't deserve better with that inner judge and inner victim and it kind of traps you in this situation where you're not even happy some people don't leave relationships or friendships because they think they're not going to ever get better and that they don't deserve better so they stay in a situation that's crappy because they're comfortable similarly with me and my job I got to a place where I was comfortable being kind of miserable and I didn't even realize it (laughs) That's the crazy thing. Because I was making traction in other parts of my life, I didn't realize where I was getting too comfortable. It's hard to always check ourselves in all of these areas, but it's something that I am being more honest with myself about, and I hope that can inspire you to be more honest with yourself about where you're getting too comfortable as well, and where your beliefs don't match what you were taught when you were growing up. You have the right to change that at any time. You have the right to realize that whatever book of law (laughs) you're comparing yourself against, the things in it aren't true, or many of them aren't true, or some of them aren't true. Something that I always come back to is 
why can't we commit to ourselves like we commit to our job or our schooling or others? You know, sometimes we'll show up for others when we have no energy, but when it comes to us and doing things that are going to benefit us, like going to the gym or eating a healthy meal or applying to jobs when you don't really want to, we cut ourselves short, yet we'll show up every day for that job we hate on time because we know what we're going to lose if we don't show up, yet we don't see what not showing up for ourselves does to our potential. It's not as obvious as not showing up for a class at school. Obviously, you're not going to learn the material because you missed out on class. So that entices you to go to school, go to that class so you can learn and pass the class. Why do we always leave us for the end of the day or not at all when we're burnt out and tired and don't have any energy left? Because we've given all of ourselves away to the rest of our life. That's not how we're supposed to live our life. A lot of times we settle for what's available when we don't even know what's possible for ourselves. And that is the reason why I decided to leave my current situation before I know what's next. A lot of people may think that that is foolish, but I'm not a lot of people. I think life is short and that you need to quit often because you never know when you're going to be gone. If what is in front of you isn't serving you truly and it's... Obviously, take the time to analyze whether or not you are making a situation that is good, bad. Like, maybe you do have a great job that you studied for and you love, but you're in a low spot. Like, make sure you're not getting rid of something that's actually extremely valuable because you're in a bad headspace. But once you realize, okay, this is truly not for me, why not move on? Because you you only have one life. (laughs) I think another good tactic is to treat yourself like a good friend would. Go to yourself and treat yourself like you think your best friend, who you would bounce these kind of ideas off of, you know, treat yourself like that. And ask yourself, how would you treat someone if your good friend came up to you asking for advice about your situation? Would you beat yourself down? No, not if you're acting like... You were your best friend speaking to you. And the irony is that we are mean to ourselves inside of our heads, yet we're not nearly as mean to people that we love and care about. So we need to teach ourselves to treat ourselves as kindly as we treat others and give ourselves advice that we'd also give to others. We also really need to stop rejecting our life as it is and wishing because this is not something that our time is well spent doing. Instead of rejecting what is, all we can do is accept what happens to us and accept our circumstances and do our best to get out of it. We're not born into this life guaranteed a single freaking thing. And I think all of us, you know, eventually feel kind of entitled to the things that we have. But we, you know, a tornado could (laughs) take all your stuff away. You know, someone could rob you. Like all of these things could happen and we really don't have as much control as we think we do. So if we approach things every day the best that we can to just control and make good decisions in what we can and kind of just let go of what we can't, we're already on a better off foot with our lives because we're detaching ourselves from wishing and thinking things are quote unquote ours and we're letting go of that. 
Another thing that the host mentioned on the Stoic Coffee Break was making moves. And he said his favorite life coach, I do not remember her name, sorry, said that in order to basically make change in our life, we have to take giant, massive action and then we have to take small action. So taking massive action for me right now is quitting my job. And then the small actions would be applying or working every day to put out deliverables that are going to make me money. That is the small daily part. But first, change comes with that massive action. So what is something that you can do in your life to make that massive action for yourself to get you started in the right direction of what you want to do? The host of the podcast I was just talking about mentioned that maybe an example of this is writing the first draft of a book, you know, sitting down and writing those however many words a day, let's say 100 to 500 words a day is the small action. But the massive action is the decision to write that book and actually do it. And you have a massive, maybe bad, but a massive first draft after that. And that is huge in the direction of where you want to go if you want to write a book. Something I was thinking to myself the other day was be a doer, not a dreamer. Step up to the plate. The resources are out there. You just got to figure it out. I am so, so, so guilty of being a dreamer and not getting organized enough to complete all of these amazing ideas I have in my head. It's not that I don't have the potential. It's executing and stepping up to the plate And figuring a way out of things instead of getting lost in the how or what if or this doesn't, maybe this isn't going to work for me. I get so lost in the emotionality of things and I've always truly, uh, I don't want to say been a victim to that that, because that's not the right word. I've given into that and that's a choice. Um, I've always been hypercritical of myself, but I'm finally, you know, and it's going to be an ongoing process, but I'm finally getting to the point where I can hear a thought from myself that is maybe not so nice. I have them multiple times while recording my podcast episodes. Oh, you sound dumb. Oh, you're saying this word too much. But I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I don't care because doing this podcast is more important to me than me sounding perfect. And for some people like me, that is a huge step in the direction of getting where I want to go. I can get the resources I need to to complete the dreams that I have. They are there. I just have to figure it out. There's truly no point in me or you comparing ourselves against perfection because we're always going to fall short. And the only thing that's going to make us better is to keep doing the uncomfortable for the rest of our life. And that will bring us closer to being fulfilled than any comfort ever could. I've probably said this before on the podcast, but we spend so much of our time getting comfortable or coping. That is the majority of people's lives, whether it's pouring a drink after work or binging a TV show. And I'm not saying that any of these in, uh, wow, when I'm blanking on the word, in (laughs) non-excessiveness is bad. But just consider how much time you spend being comfortable. And for me, it's been way too much and it's time to make some changes, you know? Thank you guys so much for listening today. I hope, I hope, I hope you could resonate with some of the things I said. And until next Tuesday, I will see you next time. Bye.
you so, so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode and felt that it brought value to your life, please feel free to screenshot it and share it to your Instagram story. And be sure to tag me at AmyBlade underscore, at ResilientYouSquad, and also the guest that I had on if I did have one on this episode. If you would also be so kind, please feel free to run on over to the Apple Podcast app so you can give me a five-star rating and leave a thoughtful review if you feel compelled to. I always love hearing your guys' feedback. Thank you so much for listening again, and I will see you next Tuesday. Stay resilient, squad.